presented an urgent and horrifying news story. Now, I don't know if this is the kind of hard-hitting news you're used to. Got some good news and I got some bad news. Now this could be the big story of the summer. Network is going to be wanting plenty of coverage. What do you mean silly? I mean, that, that's real news. Okay, Angel, the college football playoff situation is a go. The CFP Board of Managers unanimously approved a model that will guarantee the five highest-ranked conference champions inclusion in the expanded 12-team field this fall, along with the next seven highest-ranked teams. The college football playoffs announced Tuesday. I cannot wait until this takes off next year. Next year, right? Our first year doing this? This upcoming upcoming season? Oh, it's going to be great. I did some work Uh looking at the final college football playoff rankings of last season while also taking into account conference realignment. Mm -hmm. And here's what the playoff would have looked like if they had done this 5 plus 7 thing this past season. Okay. Michigan, Texas out of the SEC, Florida State, Oklahoma State out of the Big 12, and Liberty out of Conference USA. Those are your top five. Top four. And they get a guaranteed, they get a home game? Top four will have a bye. Okay. Uh, The fifth seed will host a playoff game. Okay. And then your six through 12 would be Washington out of the Big 10, Alabama out of the SEC, Georgia out of the SEC, Ohio State out of the Big Ten, Oregon out of the Big Ten, Missouri out of the SEC, and Penn State out of the Big Ten. So that's five Big Ten schools, four SEC schools, one SEC, one ACC, one Big 12 school, and then one group of five conference. The highest ranked champion. And that was either going to be Liberty or SMU. Liberty was undefeated, so they get in. The path is there. So how the playoff word would... Shake out first round are home games. So Georgia would host Ohio State. Liberty would host Penn State. Alabama would host Oregon. And Washington would host Missouri. Winners of this obviously go on to play Michigan, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Florida State in bowl games. So there you go. That would have been amazing. Would you agree? I. I like it. The matchups are way better, but then I see, oh, Big Ten has five, SEC has four. People are going to say, oh, there's bias there. I'm like, well, that's just how the rankings are. It, well, now it's going to just go down and because to, the Big Ten yeah. got four new schools. Yep. The SEC is getting two more. That's just what happens. Yeah, it's going to. St- you're still going to have this argument, Angel. When it was in the '90s and before that, it was our argument as to who was the champion. Because we didn't have the game. Then it was who should be in the championship game. Then it was who should be in the final four, who should actually be in the college football playoffs. Now it's going to be arguments about who should, you know, whoever 13, 14, 15, and 16 are, they should have been the at larges to get in. But Liberty was ranked 23. And that, that was the highest ranked the highest group, group of five. five Liberty was. But what excites me so much, Angel. Is this, the path is there for the Colorado State Rams. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be very difficult. But the path is there. You no longer have to go undefeated and have two, you have to beat 
the Michigans and Alabamas if they're on your schedule and go undefeated. That's no longer the the path for CSU. You're going to have to be good, like really good. You probably only can lose. Like, what was Liberty's record? Do you happen to have that? 13-0. and 0. Thir- Oh, so you got to be undefeated. You don't have to. SMU was ranked right below them, and I think they were. I just had it. You can lose two, can't you? You just have to be the best ever group of five team. Which, again, you can have years where, you know, you lose a couple of non-conference games or, you you know, you got a really tough conference that year, and that will go into, that's going to be something that they'll have to evaluate. Okay, I had that wrong because I was looking at the week before the, the four bowl games. SMU, 11-3, and three, they were at 22, so swap out SMU for Liberty in that situation. Liberty finished 13-1. and one. The next highest group of five team was Tulane. And then James Madison. So on average, for a group of five school to get in, you're probably going to have to have a an 11-win season? Yes. Well, guess what? CSU has done that somewhat recently. Jim McElwain did it before, before he left to Florida. I think they won 11 games. That would have been back in, oh, what was the year... Was that 2012? No. That would have been 2011. No, what year was that? 2013? They were 8 and 6 that year. What year? No, it wasn't. Okay, they were 10 and 3. My bad. They didn't win 11. They went they were 10 and 2. They lost in the uh, the purple Las Ve- Royal Purple Las Vegas Bowl to Utah, forty-five to ten. That was the year they lost. They they only lost to Boise State that year, and Air Force. Those were their only two regular season losses. So I that right would have been Liberty two losses. That was the playoff rankings before the playoff, and that's the final rankings that they used. Not I was using the AP poll. So okay, swap out SMU again and put Liberty in. There. Yeah. So so we're saying 11 maybe 10 wins cuz that CSU went 10 and 2 in 2014. And then that that third loss was actually in the bowl game but that would have been I guess the way we're looking at it that could have been a playoff game. Is so is it 10 could 10 and 2 get you in to the to the playoffs? Uh, Tulane, who I said would be the third best group of five team, they were eleven and three. Eleven and three, that would have been because so, so they ten and ten and ten and three. They must have had uh, that be one of those has got to be the bowl game. Yeah, so take off the three, so they were eleven and two in the regular season. So I'm gonna say ten ten wins. Ten wins is and I, that doesn't get you in. If you want to say, like, to have the starter conversation, you got to win 10. That's tough. Like, that's, I don't think CSU's done that very often. They'll have to double up from their win total from a year ago. But at least it's doable now. But it does leave little room for error. So, like, you have Texas, Colorado, and UTEP on your schedule as far as the non-cons. I would say you... You go two and one in that, you clean up in the Mountain West, and you could be a playoff team, Angel. You go beat me? the Colorado Buffaloes team? Not you, but okay. the way you said that sounded like me. 
Well, you could be a playoff. Well, you don't have a team, so I do. Really? I thought they fired, or I thought your guy retired. Nope. <laughs> I actually picked up a safety from Michigan yesterday. Uh, so you're not going to beat Texas on August 31st if you're CSU, but you could beat CU. Who you got in that game? Rumbling in Boulder, I just felt it. Who 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 got in that game? September fourteenth, Colorado at Fort Collins. Brand new athletic director. I don't know how much that has to do with it. Um, Yeah, probably not much for that game. Still, CU wins that game. I think they're still further ahead at that point. As much as I don't like them, we'll see. Yeah, maybe. But I but I like this because there is a path, you know, and it might be unlikely. That you could do it, but at least it's there. It used to be for CSU to even dream of being a Final Four team, or even back in the just the championship days, you would have to go undefeated, and that would have to be from a massive non-conference schedule. Like Texas and Michigan would need to be on that schedule, and you'd need to beat them. Now it's, okay... Maybe lose one in the non-conference schedule and lose one in the Mountain West Conference, and you could be the you could be in there. You could be in the in the in the playoffs, and I I love that. Now, there's going to be there will be chances for a Group of Five non-champion to get in if they're really really good. So if you have that year where let's say two Mountain West teams are freaking slobber knockers and they're just amazing, they could essentially if they move up into the rankings. If there's enough spots. The odds of that happening, very low. But there are seven seven other spots. Right. We're essentially essentially calling seven at-large bids, right? And you're also dealing with Notre Dame, who is just outside of where I had them, or just outside where the list filled up. And they're they're an oddball because they're not in a conference. And they've got a traditionally great program. So they're always going to get a nod unless the bottom just falls out. But theoretically, you can look at it as seven at-large bids to get in. You know, it's kind of how you look at it, right? Is that fair? I think it's going to be great. Are you how how do you are you excited about this? Because for you as an Alabama fan, you're already there. It's. I mean, every year you're. If you're not in, you're right on the outside looking in. Oh, I mean, they went from four to seven in this new ranking because so, Texas would have theoretically won the SEC because the champions are going to give be given. Right. It's like the NFL. Mm-hmm. NFL division winners are given more clout. You know, you could be an eight and eight team. I remember the Seattle Seahawks got in at eight and eight one year. They, they got to host a playoff game against a team that had won ten or eleven. No, I mean, you tell me we get. Bama hosting Oregon and Tuscaloosa mm. in, in late December, and then you win, you get to play Texas in a bowl game. Yeah. Are these all going to be labeled as bowl games now? Every playoff game is a bowl game? I believe so. The four games in the second round plus the semifinals, that will be the new New Year Six. Interesting. So the what we've been rotating them with the four-team playoff, oh, yeah. orange, cotton, peach, uh, rose, Sugar and uh, Fiesta, those will be your six bowl games that make the quarterfinals and the semifinals, and then the championship will be neutral site. Yeah, love this. I like the idea of having a, the first round be in home stadiums. 
I but think you that's can still a label different... it a bowl game if you wanted to. You could just give uh, them the advertising. Yeah. But you could still say it's a – we're just the – I mean, if you get, you get sponsored, to host the Tostitos a, Bowl game, and we do it here now. We do it, it whoever – The college football playoff first round at Tuscaloosa, at Georgia, yeah, at Liberty. Yeah, yeah. Or you just get one massive sponsor. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper to be the Dr. Pepper first round. Yeah. And it's not a bowl – but you've made up for it in money. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's big business. Dude, they should hire us as marketing people. Weird. Like you're, like, okay, here's the first game. It's at Washington. Great. Second game, Penn State at Liberty, and it's a 13,000 crowd. Yeah. Whoa. This is a different atmosphere. I think it's great. I, I'm very happy about this. Again, it's going to be like one team that is not one of the premier programs every year. And then there's going to be years where... You know, if the Pac-2 ever does anything, which it won't, but this actually worked out really well. The Pac-12 dissolving worked out really well for the group of five schools. Because this would have gone to, that fifth spot would have gone to the Pac-12, right? Yep. So as sad as I was about the Pac-12 falling apart, if it doesn't do that, then the Mountain West's path got way more complicated. Or any group of five school got way more complicated. Yeah, I think in theory it sounds like, okay, this should even things out. Yes, there's four SEC schools, five Big Ten schools. Maybe some year there's three from each of the Power Four conferences at that point. You know, you can expect the Big 12 is going to get maybe two. The ACCU maybe gets maybe two. Um, so maybe that just spreads it out a little bit more. But then – that's on the that's the positive side of it. The negative side is okay. What about NIL and transfer portal? Because that's not even at all. Mm-hmm. No, it, but in my far fetched dream, my fantasy that I have about how college football can be bigger, even bigger, and and spread out a little more is expanding the playoffs first. Because now you and I've said this for years. Now you can as Colorado State and Boise State or whatever, San Diego State, you can go to those three and a half stars, those four stars that are going to be bench players for Bama for a year or two, and you can say to them, hey, come here. We've got Torrey Horton on this team. He is a he is an NFL potential first round pick. We've got a lot of defensive returners here. We have a beautiful stadium. If you've ever been to Fort Collins, Colorado, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I wrote the book on being a wide receiver. Jay Norvell's saying that. We have a new athletic director who's very NIL friendly. Um, come here. We've got a nice schedule. We're going to go shock the world. We're going to go 10-2. and two. We're not going to say 10-2. and two. We're going to say 12-0. and 0. We're going to probably go 10-2, and two, though. And we're going to get into the playoffs. And you're going to make your mark right there that year with us. You're going to be that guy. You're going to separate yourself from everybody else. Dallin Holker's doing it. Torrey Horton did it. Michael Gallup did it. Uh, Trey McBride did it. They separated themselves. They were the man. You can do that here. And you can get a head start. You can get your, you can get your football foundation going right now. And we can, we can grow this thing and get in. And your stock's going to go up. It can happen. It absolutely, it's realistic, man. It's realistic now. Especially the past. You've had some really good football players go on. Shaq Barrett. 
Like those are great selling points. So my idea is then you're going to start getting more of those schools using that, and you're going to get more players spread out going, hey, we're going to go there and win. We're going to go there and win. We're going to go there and win. Rather than just we're going to go be a part of the machine, and maybe I play in two years. Maybe not. But here you get a realistic chance. Maybe not as a freshman as much, but there's a chance. But certainly as a sophomore. Uh, Smitty says the this new 12-team playoff is so awesome to have home games. I've been advocating for this for 20 years. Imagine Canvas Stadium, Angel. Imagine CSU wins the Mountain West. Wins the Mountain West. And they are the top, they are the fifth best conference champ. Well, no, no it won't be the fifth best conference champ. It will be the whatever whatever it is what is it um um uh uh it's 5 and 7 5 and 7 so top it's five highest top, ranked top 5 highest champs. ranked conference champs so there's only four power 5 conferences so you just get one in so you get to be in basically if you're a group of 5 the best group of 5 conference championships and you get to host a playoff game there could be potentially a playoff game in Fort Collins Colorado how about that Lonster's on the line what's up my man Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. What's on your mind? Hey, I'm glad you asked. Hey, you know I what? Too. I like this. I like this new playoff conference. I do too. I think it's really I, exciting for for college football. Yeah, you know what? I think this has been way overdue. Yeah, and you know, I've always been, hey, expand this further. I th- I would like it in a perfect world where every conference in uh, in the FBS has a representative. Uh, has a champ get in, but I'll take this. I'll take it. I don't know if it'll expand beyond this, but I like it. Yeah, you know what? Maybe it's a beginning, and who knows how far this will go. You know, you you got to have good showings from you know your fifth best conference champ. You got you got you're going to have to have a good showing from that team on a consistent basis. They can't be getting blown out like fifty two to to twenty or you know forty to yeah. ten. You're going to have seventy or seventy to three. Right. We've seen it. In the, well, or seventy to twenty. You know, yeah. NFL has had it happen. Um, but you you can't have a lot of those games in the next what five ten years. You you want to have a consistent showing. I'm not saying they have to win, but you want to at least be respectable out there. Yeah, really keep it. Yeah, at least keep your keep it alive a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, no doubt about it. Lonster, hey, uh, you're a CSU fan. Yes, I am. Joe Parker, good, bad, meh, during you know his what? time for CSU. I think it was time. I think Amy kind of looked at that thing. I think she's been kind of checking a few things out, and I think she kind of figured, you know what? I think it's time that they move on and 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 just go go for it right there you know yeah i don't disagree with the move it gives you plenty of time here to figure things out so um lobster what's for lunch today man what are you having on this fine thir- uh, thursday tuesday what am i tanner now this fine tuesday <laughs> afternoon hey when you work with tanner all days get messed yep, up yeah that's exactly right that's yeah. exactly right you know i just had a bowl of uh chili with beans and some Fritos, and I had some cherry tomatoes on top of it with hot sauce. Sprinkle a little shredded cheese on that there, Monster? Uh, you know, I should have, but I yeah. couldn't find any. But Something you know to... what? The Fritos and the tomatoes hit it just right. Now, think about that cheese thing next time, okay? You know what? I'll have to do that. All right, yeah. man. Monster, appreciate it, man. Hey, you guys, have a good day. You too. Uh, texter here. Every school deserves a right to earn a championship uh, and access the money. Well, and I know you're not crazy about my whole... Every conference champ gets in. You don't love that, do you? I, I 
No, like just too many blowouts, probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to see the Sun Belt and the American Conference champions. You don't think they'd get better over time, though, because of that? You might it's get take a while. It might. Well, I think this is the first step, though. You can't have Liberty or SMU or hopefully CSU. You can't have them get in, host a playoff game because they'd host that first round, right? You can't have them get in and then get blown out forty-two to three, and then the next year it's SMU. 38 to 10. You you can't have a consistent showing of that because then don't you and tell me if you agree with this in five, 10 years, let's just say 10, 10 years of that, or maybe there's one good game. Don't you think the college football playoff committee would come in and say, yeah, we're, uh, we're not going to allow, I mean, we're going to, we're going to tighten the rules a little more. So it makes it more difficult for a group of five champ to get in. Sure, I think the committee may look at the rankings and the way that the conferences have aligned themselves now, and they may only they may put a group of five team in, but they're at twenty five. Yeah, and that's just where they'll stay. Yeah, and there's fifty other ones in there. It's like, yeah, we'll give you this kind of courtesy spot, but the rest of this is filled with the power four team. Or they more, or they might just go four and eight. You know, go four champs. Yeah, eight at larges. And then we can likely, you know, there's going to be eight at-larges that are uh, power four conference teams. Right. So that's, I I would imagine, would you rather it that way? Or do you like this opportunity for Liberty and CSU and Boise State and all those teams to get a shot? I need to see how it works. Um, you don't want to see blowouts. I don't want to see blowouts. I think of, you know, 2017 with with, with South Florida. I don't know if they would really would have competed in that playoff that year. I think of 2021 with Cincinnati when they got in before they got to the Big 12. Um, they weren't really competitive against Alabama in their playoff game. So I need to see it on a different level. And obviously the expectations and the out the outlook of the game is going to have a different level to it. So... Yeah, no, I, I, I would need to see it for a couple of years. I do agree with you. As much as I want this, and I do believe that this could spread things out a little bit, you're still going to have your group, of, your 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 power fours. They're going to be the studs, hands down. But you could start getting more of these pretty solid group of five teams. Um, but if I go three, four years in, and it's blowouts four years in a row in that first round between these two, I. I would agree with the college football playoff committee if they came back to the table and said, no one's watching that game now because everyone just assumes they're and they're not living up to it. You know, we Boise State had a great story this year, but they got beat by 30. You know, I mean, you, you got to keep like, it competitive. Everybody had a great year, but would you would they be favored at home against a Texas or a, a Georgia or a Penn, you had Liberty and Penn State in the first round, right? Is that what that would have been? That's what you told me first. Maybe it changed. Yeah, Liberty and Penn State. They wouldn't be what's favored the spread in that on game, that? even at home. Yeah, what's the spread on that game? It's at it's at Liberty, but Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. It's probably twenty one. Probably seven and a half. Oh, really? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't watch any Liberty football. I mean, they went undefeated, so I don't know. I mean, well, I, seven I'd and probably, a half. Probably like twelve and a half. Okay, so if you cover that, that's a decent game. It's a two score game. Sure. So. That's enough to keep going. But what I'm talking about is you can't have, like, it's 21 nothing out the gates, and this thing's over. Right. 
you know, and you can then it's oh they got 20, now it's twenty one three and twenty now it's twenty eight three and you you can't have that. You're gonna have to have a good showing, and you might actually have a twenty point loss, but again, it will how the game went. Maybe it was a seven point game throughout. And it just, you know, you threw a pick six, now it's 14. Now it's like two minutes left, you're desperate, you throw another pick six. You know? And then you could at least look at that and say, two mistakes away from this being a really tight finish. So it is going to matter how these games ultimately get played. But man, the idea of it right now is so exciting, and I'm glad it's happening next year, or this year. Like, we can gear up for that right now. And I know that's what, that's what uh, you know, you're talking Canvas, you're talking CSU, you're talking move on from Joe Parker, that's not going to directly impact it right now. But it's going to, you know, if Jay Norvell's not the guy to do it, you have somebody in charge there that can move quickly. But you got to get players, too. So when I when I brought this up, Angel, and said, hey, maybe having a new athletic director could impact even the field next year. Yeah, it could if you have the right guy in charge that is NIL-minded. I'm telling you, you don't think that's a recruiting thing? No, I mean, it absolutely is. Our athletic director, just so you know, he started an NIL collective. You don't think he's about getting players money? He started it in Fort Collins. You don't think that's a freaking selling point? It absolutely is. It's why John Weber might have a realistic shot to become the full-time athletic director for Colorado State. I want to read some text, Angel. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm late, I'm late. Um, The playoffs change is nice. But the possibility of those non-power five conferences making it in the championship are very, very slim. And I and I'm not even there. Like I'm not even I'm not dreaming about CSU making it past that first or second round. Because how many rounds would that be? Three, four, fourth being the championship game. I'm not even. I'm just about getting it. I want to go to the dance. You know, take me to the dance. I don't even need to dance. Just take me there. I want to. I want to be there. I want to dress up nice and go to the dance. Uh, another text here. Let's read it. Um, the Well County Swami. So many of these games end up being blowouts already. Might as well give yourself a chance for a Cinderella story. I think football is going to try to capital capture some of that from basketball, but basketball is a sport that lends itself to more Cinderella stories. It's hard for a Cinderella story in a football game to do that for four quarters. Hang tough for those long quarters. 32 minutes after the hour, Andrew, let's get a quick break. It's the whole show powered by Chevron on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. Stay up to speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. Hi, I'm Kevin Lytle of the Fort Collins, Colorado, and you're listening to The Whole Show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Renaissance Insurance Group will make sure you don't lose what you've been working so hard for. They're your go-to for farming operations insurance. So you got a lot of farmers that listen to this program throughout Weldon Larimer County. Talk to Ryan. You're going to get an insurance guy that gets you, that understands you, gets the community. Call him up at 970-674-8825. Tell him, hey, uh, Brady tells me you're going to make us a deal we can't refuse. And just, I don't know, see what happens. Might, nothing might come from it, but see what happens. Ryan Hicks, 
excellent dude. Um, Renaissance Insurance Group in Windsor, 970-674-8825. Okay, so Tanner Schwint and Brian Gary on Good Morning Yoko, they went uh, in on the Joe Parker conversation as well. They had Miles Bloomhar on uh, with the Colorado one, who Miles is doing, Miles is like more of the news guy now, right? He does a lot of the news stuff, um, but he's a very passionate CSU guy. He's a he's a huge CSU fan. I learned a lot from him when I was first starting to do this show. I met Miles, got to know him well. When we actually first, he was the editor, I believe, the sports editor at the time, when we first met with the Colorado one about partnering with them to do more. It's when I first met Kevin, and unfortunately I met some other ones that weren't great, but they're gone now, thankfully. Um, not that I wanted them to lose their job, but you know. Miles was huge in, hey, we want to work with you guys. We want to work together. So I got a lot of respect for Miles. He was feisty this morning, though. He says maybe it shouldn't start, shouldn't finish with just moving on from Joe Parker as the athletic director. Miles is saying there's more work to do. Here's Miles with Brian and Tanner from uh, Good Morning NoCo. This has been building for a long time. The, the booster base is eroding. The, the toxic environment that has existed under Joe and Steve Cottingham and Shalini Shanker and Terry DeZeo. All of those people have been mentioned in my stories before. <clears throat> no, it doesn't. What what they need to do, though, she's only at the beginning. They need to drain the swamp now. They need to cleanse the program uh, to completely rebuild, which they should have done after after our investigation. And I'm not propping myself up. It's that they had an opportunity to do that, which would have put them you know, at possible some realignment, uh, you know, get in front of the NIL. But what CSU has continued to do until Amy Parsons um, pulled the trigger yesterday was kick it, you know, kick their issues down the can, uh, the can down the road. You can't do that. This stuff is happening so quickly and it's so dynamic. And now CSU, unfortunately, maybe has really, um, even though they did what they did and fired Joe Parker, uh, they might have uh, missed the window. He, the window he's talking about is the conference realignment window, which they might have. I mean, it was, as we discussed yesterday, 2017, whenever Bobo was given that contract extension, that was when Colorado State was in all of these conversations. I don't know how deep, you know, um, nationwide, but I know the idea of CSU going to a Power 5 conference was not that far fetched. It was not that not that far away because they just bought they just built the new stadium, which is legit. That is a beautiful stadium. Um, you were winning games. You know, you just sent your a couple of years before that. You had a stud head coach and Jim McElwain who was so good with CSU and in the Mountain West that he got the Florida job. So you had a coach that got the same job a guy like Urban Meyer succeeded in ten years before that or whatever. So. Things were looking good. You bring in um, uh, Mike Bobo, who was the he was the offensive coordinator at Georgia. You brought him over, and you won seven games your first year. You won seven games again, seven games. You were in bowl games. I mean, bowls were just like, that's it. Snap your fingers. You're going to be in a bowl game. So things were looking good. Could Bobo take him to the next level? You know, you had some injuries. Bobo had health issues, all that stuff, and it just didn't happen. That was the window. Now, you can blame Joe Parker if you'd like on that, but unfortunately, you gambled on Mike Bobo. 
you hoped that Mike Bobo would turn out to be this great coach that you sh- that you did a solid for, that you hooked him up, and you got a, you, got, you secured a buyout and all that stuff, and that that was the hope that hey, when you were just a 500 coach, you know you were going to bowl games and that was great, but we saw it in you. We saw that you were going to be this great, amazing head coach. So we gave you the extension. Is that worth something to you? And that was the idea. And if not, well, they got a nice little buyout to have more money to pay that next head coach and lure him in. But it didn't work out. And I don't fault Parker for that. So when you want to say they missed the window there, that's that's it is what it is. The guy you gambled on didn't work out. Some people didn't like the extension. Some people did. I was one that thought it was a decent move at the time. You know, again, like a guy with Nico Medved, you want to show him the love now so that he shows you the love when he's good enough to go on. That's a that's a risk that you have to be willing to take. You know? And if it doesn't work out, okay, it failed. The problem is, is and after that, it was all bad. I think Smitty texted us yesterday and said, yeah, pretty much after that, that 2017 year was when everything got bad. And it was. That was the beginning of the end because it didn't work out with Bobo. You bring in Steve Adazio. That was a weird mess. There was an investigation. The Colorado one was all over it. There were a lot of allegations thrown around about Adazio that maybe at that time that should have been the time to move on from Parker. Probably so. It was that bad. And, you know, we joke about it, but honestly, a simple Google search search could have told you that Steve Adazio, the guys being dudes guy, um, or dudes being guys, whatever it was, had some interesting skeletons in his closet, had an interesting background. And that apparently wasn't enough to shake CSU from hiring him. Urban Meyer was treated like the Sultan when he came to Fort Collins. And it was like, basically, tell us who to hire. And that could, that should have probably been it at that stage. But maybe the hiring of Nico Medved kept him safe. The fact that he did, he was at the forefront of raising some good dollars in the, in the years before NIL, probably kept him safe. But now NIL's here and it's like, okay, you were good at raising money, but are you good at raising money in this era? Because now you're competing with the players. You are competing with your own product. Isn't that crazy, Angel, to think about that? You're competing with your own product now. You're recruiting these stud athletes to come here, and you want them to come here, but the only way the studs are going to come here is if they're getting money, and the only way their money's going to go to them is if their collective is bringing in money, and the only way that's happening is some of the pot that normally was going to CSU or the program is now going to the NIL. Can you play ball? Well, the money going into collective... You know, the collective can only sell how good the department, how good the athletics are. And if the athletic department isn't getting money, it's like it's hard to ask the NIL to make more money to get those better. It's it's this weird cycle of we want a good player, we don't have enough NIL money. Well, the NIL is not getting enough money because we're not selling the program enough because we don't have good players, mm-hmm. and it's a oh, cycle. Can you? And again, this is why hopefully a John Weber or somebody you have it is a difficult balance, and maybe John's. 
the guy to do it. We got to jump out real quick, Angel. We got to get to the bottom. Uh, we got to get to the local sports flash. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Sean Keeler of the Denver Post. You're listening to the whole show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to the whole show powered by Chevron. All right, coming up, we'll hit this in the final hour. I got buy or sell coming up. Broncos realistic franchise tag opportunities, what they might do with number 12 uh, outside of the quarterback position. And the realistic possibility that Luka could end up being in Denver down the road. Is that a thing right now? I want to talk about all that coming up next. 1249 time. It's the whole show powered by Chevron. We're on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKN. You like podcasts? We podcast every show immediately after it airs at 1310kfka.com. Or wherever you download your favorite stuff. Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Adam Matas with DNVR, the DNVR Bar, and the DNVR Nuggets Podcast. And you're listening to The Whole Show with Brady Holt. Welcome back into the whole show powered by Chevron. We are live from the Aloe Fiber Studios. I want to talk about Northern Colorado's hidden gem when it comes to golf courses, the Eaton Country Club. Um, of course, in Eaton, it's kind of you know self-explanatory there. It is a wonderful spot. Some of the best greens in Northern Colorado. And listen, we know how golf can get pricey, but you won't find a better deal than, for example, their junior membership for people 29 years and younger. You can also sign up for tournaments, open to the public, check it out and get your membership at eatoncc.net. That's eatoncc.net. First Advantage text line is 888-530-0043, 888-530-0043. Poll question of the day, Joe Parker related, good, bad, or meh for CSU. And here's the thing, you can say meh, that's bad. That was a I did a I did a social experiment today, Angel. It was a test, and most people failed because meh is bad in this in in t- what nine years. If it gets to the point where you just go, yeah, he was all right, he's all right, AD. Was well, nine years, nine years of just being all right. So we've got fifty four percent saying meh, twenty six percent saying yes, he was good for CSU. 18% saying no. You know, one of the things that bo- has bothered me over the years, uh, we talked about some of the other stuff surrounding Joe and coaching decisions and kicking the can down the road and all whatever, you know, shock word we want to use. I don't like, I, I didn't, I, I know Joe Parker was always on the Ram Nation podcast. He was on there once a month and I love that they did it. It was very entertaining, very interesting. It always felt like from those podcasts, though, that Joe and the fan base were against each other. 
that Joe was almost annoyed with the fan base. That stop complaining that we're losing. Come to the games. Fill it up. Let's go. I mean, people got worked up with what Jeff Linder did and saying, hey, why aren't people coming out to our games and stuff? Well, multiply that by, you know, double that, quadruple that, you know, but triple that at least with Joe Parker because you're the AD and you just sound frustrated. You know, and he told, you know, he told Joel and, and Mike on the podcast, like, I have to mute fans sometimes. And again, I, some fans are just gross and disgusting. There's, there's just bad stuff out there. But it, was it Tanner that brought this up like three, four weeks ago, Angel, when the, when the CSU basketball team lost, they shut off the comments? Who do you think's direction that was under? Do you think that's a philosophy under Joe Parker? Hey, when things are rough, we don't want to hear it. Like who, who made the – that's a big thing. Who made the call? Because that's not an individual Twitter page. That's the CSU men's basketball Twitter page. You would think that falls under the umbrella of the athletic director. I mean, the athletic director's umbrella is very large in terms of how many people work directly under him and have to report to them. Um, I can't imagine it's like he went to whoever runs that page directly and said, "Hey, I need you to do this." But I understand it. It was a. It was, I, think, I believe it was the Wyoming loss where you you know you lose in that fashion and social media. There's going to be trolls out there, and CSU's not the only team that's ever done that. I've you know teams do that from time to time, but. I don't like it. I mean, I don't like it either, but it's it's a it's a part of navigating social media. Sometimes it's okay, I'm just going to mute them because we're going to get a lot more nasty negative stuff in there that doesn't look good on us. Yeah, the loss is bad enough. I don't need Twitter trolls in the comments doing all that. See, and I'm of the mindset if they're talking about you, you're relevant. That's you whether it's good or bad. Unless it's bad bad, like bad stuff. Like Steve Adazio stuff. If they're talking about you, you're relevant. And so if I'm CSU, the more you can talk about me, the better. The more, you know, my name's out there, it means you care. It means you give a damn about this program. You might not be pot. Now, again, there are extremes. But I just wonder if that's like a beginning of the year thing where it's like, hey, here's our philosophy on social media. If we lose, we don't want the trolls. So you block down all of your accounts. You got that Twitter manager for basketball, football, golf, tennis, hockey, whatever. Okay, that's the philosophy. We win, open it up, but just monitor it daily. You know there's people paid to do just that. They have to go under some direction. Buy or sell. Coming up next.